it doesn't get talked about enough how important purpose is. Yeah. How important your why is. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a a Jim Rohn says, um, if you have a big enough why, you will suffer anyhow. For sure. And and that's these are the things that we think of when. Wow, that's an amazing quote. Say that one more time. Um, I'm not going to remember what if I just you said. Have a big, if, you, <laughs> if you if, if you your have, why is big enough, yeah, you'll suffer anyhow. Yep. Yeah. If you have dude, a big fire. enough why, you'll suffer anyhow. And I'm paraphrasing. You might have said it yeah, a little no, bit that, differently, but dude, that's that's the keep gist it short of and it. simple, dude. <laughs> so Joe Badia once said, <laughs> no, "I'm just kidding." <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Art of Knocking podcast. I'm your host, Adam Campbell. By my side is Mr. Joe Badia. In the back, we have producer Dom and intern, intern uh, Joe D. Joe DiMaggio. What's Joe up, D. fellas? What's going, What's going on, on? So, yeah, Joe D is training on the ones and twos. Damn. We are, we are a training company, so we are practicing what we preach. Holy. That's, that's all we do. My week is good. Uh, today's actually my last day of work this week. So I'm retiring for Thursday and Friday. Wow. Yep. Uh, and then I'll be back to work on Monday. You're going to pull a so, Tom Brady on us? <laughs> yep. Yep. Just for two days. Though. Okay. Uh, wow. Just because I'm moving. Oh. So we close on the new house on Friday. Do you Friday. need a hand? Oh, actually, I'm, I'm tied up. <laughs> oh, man. Don't ask me how my morning's going. <laughs> and then you play me like that. I see where this is going. Well. Sad day. Sad, perfect sad day. segue. <laughs> yeah. Perfect segue about maintaining attitudes. We, right? love, so, <laughs> we love you, Adam. We love you. Love you too, man. Thanks. So bro. last week we were talking about um, just disciplines, personal disciplines that help people uh, get to a position of success personally, professionally. Um, and I think we made it, I think five, five of those eight, you know, into it. So I'll just give a quick recap to kind of go through the ones that we talked about uh, last week. So number one, maintain, uh, have a positive attitude. Number two, being on time. Obviously we talked about uh, you got to be there to get the messaging that you need. Mm-hmm. Three was being prepared both mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Four is maximizing your territory, working it properly, having your plan of attack. Five, uh, I'm sorry, number four was work your full eight hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ma- getting the most out of your day. Number five is being efficient. Um, and then six, I think, is where we left off. We kind of brushed through it, um, was maintaining a positive attitude. So out of the eight things that are listed um, in successful disciplines, two of those revolve around attitude. And that's just life in general is better when you're when you're an optimist, when you look on the bright side. Mm. Um, so for maintaining a positive attitude, we deal with a lot of rejection. Uh, we're in sales. So, mm-hmm. you know, welcome. Uh, we deal with the word no a lot. And on my side of life uh, versus your side of life, our people deal with it in volume way more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll have 40 to 50 conversations a day. Seasoned reps, they're going to hear the word no, you know, 45 of those 50 times. Mm-hmm. Um, brand new reps, they're going to hear yes only twice. So they're dealing with majority of rejection. So you've got to get to the point of resiliency, thick skin, yep. and almost having like that rejection be water on a duck's feather, you know, mm-hmm. just let it kind of roll off your back. Yeah. Um, but on your side of the business, where you guys maybe have, I don't know what, three interactions a day. Yeah. Get five leads on the calendar, get talk to three people. Yep. Um, but 
the the weight of those no's typically have a little bit more. Yeah, uh, you know, when you spend you spend more time with the homeowner for sure. Uh, so w- the way that we have it, the model is a, a is a two sit approach. So the first sit could be forty five minutes to an hour, and then the second sit, depending on how how it goes, it could be forty five minutes to like two hours for sure plus. Um, so this could be like a, like a three plus hour kind of, you know, conversation over, over, uh, two days. Um, so when, when it comes to like, Hey, we're, we're going to be moving forward and, and this makes so much sense. And then you just get slammed with, uh, yeah, yeah. Out of left (laughs) field. And you're just like, Oh no, like what's going on. And of course there's things, there's signs, right? There's things that you could, that you should have seen coming, things that you could have done better, but also it's a numbers game. So sales is a numbers game. Mm -hmm. So setting the expectations and knowing the percentages, right? So it's like once you know that, you know, roughly one out of three people are going to move forward when you get hit with the two out of three, it's like, okay, this is just the process, right? Absolutely. And we've talked a bunch of times about consistency in process, right? Doing the same thing, the same exact way every single time. And we all go through streaks, bad down spells. We've all been in slumps, (laughs) right? If you've been in this game long enough, you've been through a really, really hard time. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, um, it was just a couple months ago. I was running some appointments uh, because we had some overflow. And um, man, you were like, did I lose it? I couldn't, dude, I couldn't close (laughs) a door. It (laughs) It was horrible. Like I couldn't hit water if I fell out of a boat. I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with a baseball, dude. It was bad. (laughs) It was so bad. And dude, it was probably like a five or six week stretch where I was just, you know, qualifying people, but I couldn't close a freaking deal. Mm -hmm. And it was the first like three weeks. I was like, ah, just keep swinging, keep Mm -hmm. swinging, keep Mm -hmm. swinging. And then, um, it was another two weeks where, um, I just, I didn't know what was happening. And week five, week six into it, I was like, dude, I've just, I've gotten away from something. So what I did was I just wrote down my my whole process on mm-hmm. what I was uh, doing. Mm-hmm. And then I revisited my notes from what I was doing when I first started. And to be honest with you, I don't even know what the hell I was saying. <laughs> I had dude, from where I got so far away from what I was doing. But what created that was I was putting so much pressure on myself mm-hmm. that I was changing things. I was cutting corners. I was trying to connect mm-hmm. in different ways with different people when my process before worked perfectly. Um, so I think... Attitude is a funny thing because it is, it's very hard to get to a point where you're hundred percent resilient, right? I don't think anybody could ever fully achieve that in life. Um, but when you're struggling, you have to understand that your attitude is, is coming from your brain, right? So it's looking for ways to make you feel better. And when you're not performing, you don't feel better. So it's telling you to change something. Mm -hmm. And that's the worst thing that you can do is change something from Mm -hmm. what was working before. So maintaining the attitude and then when I wrote down my process, I just realized how silly I've been. And I was like, you know what? I just have to go back to this. And then I just went on a tear uh, after that. And it was just getting back to where I started. But when you're feeling challenged or struggling or you're putting a lot of pressure on your head, you will get away from the process that made you successful in the beginning. I want to see if you ever went through anything like that in your seven years. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Um, and and that's what's amazing about having good people in your life and, and having a really good uh, sphere of influence. I know we talked about that. But when you can when you can just be vulnerable to to people on the team, people that understand the struggle, they're going to tell you more often than not 
Like it's, it's just part of the process, but at the same time, they're going to say, okay, so, so walk me through it. Like what exactly is going on? For sure. And I've gone through those where I'm like, oh my gosh, I very similar circumstance where I'm like, I'm setting all these go back appointments with homeowners. And in my head, I'm like, these are, they're all going solar. I'm helping all these people get solar. And then all of a sudden they're, they're not confirming they're, you're showing back up and it's only a one legger. Mm-hmm. You're showing back up and they're like, they're really like busy. They're doing like three things. And you're just like, oh my gosh, like, am, am I off? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're off. And then, and then go back to, go back to your process, run through it, yep. role play. So right? And nobody's immune from that. No, it's, you're going to, because if you shoot from the hip, if you're, if you're uh, performing at a high level, all the time you're you're being pulled in so many different directions so it's like w- with us like we're, we're, we're doing trainings we're doing all of these things so then when there's a, a um an appointment that pops in our calendar we're just like we're doing all this stuff beforehand we're doing all this stuff immediately after yeah. so we're not thinking like okay let me just run let me just take like five minutes ten minutes and just run through my process so i'm like good you're just like oh i got this i've done this yep. hundreds if not thousands of times i got this yep. and then all of a sudden you just get punched and you don't realize it until after for sure right so i think it's it's um it's it's going back to your notes like that just rerunning through the process role playing ideally with someone else in the office or or even just yourself and then be like just uh just maybe it's just percentages maybe it's just that's just how it is right so yeah, Joe, you things. can't close at 100%. You Joe. can't. You can't. <laughs> and and I always uh, I always look back to sports, right? So the best baseball player mm-hmm. of all time didn't get on base over 60% of yeah. the time. You, I mean, know, 70, over, <laughs> you fail 70% of the time yeah. as, as an MLB player and you're and in the you're Hall of Fame. And you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's like that's that's how it is, yeah, you know? So, for sure. But they get frustrated. They'll go into batter slumps. slumps and, then, yeah. and then you'll have Mickey Mantle or or I think he had the record. Was it Mickey Mantle? Mickey the, Mantle has but, the longest home run ever recorded oh is that right yeah. oh i didn't even know it's that like 700 feet was it i don't know what your t- what story you're 700 talking feet that's yeah. like that's like it's a couple absurd. states away yeah dude holy smokes. yeah but you look at elite athletes i was uh, thinking uh hitters um hitting streaks hitting streaks oh yeah i don't Can even someone know pull what that the record up? is i don't even know what the record is that <laughs> hitting, you, streaks? hitting yeah. streaks what do you what most like consecutive long, games, longest in, a games row. in a row all right i'll get back it might have been you. joe dimaggio Perfect. or mickey mantle but either yeah. one um it's just epic so you're gonna have those where you're gonna feel invincible mm-hmm. like i'm just on fire oh my gosh yep. like everything is everything is 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 connecting everything is aligning like yep. wow this is amazing and then the inverse always, always comes happens. it yeah. might be for a little bit it might be for a long while but while you're in it you're always going to doubt yourself mm-hmm. so i mean that there's a healthy amount of doubt that comes but also you need to be be vulnerable and and you need to ask yourself brutally honestly like am i doing everything did I do everything that I could to make sure that homeowner went solar? For sure. I think it just comes back to controllable actions, right? There's mm-hmm. only so many things that we can control. Um, and we're, we could, we're kind of like on a side tangent, but not really about yeah. maintaining attitude because it's so important. all of these things can either make or break your attitude if you're mm-hmm. not kind of following those steps along. So um, for me, like the only thing I preach to my team that matters is 
consistent pitch, mm-hmm. deliver it the same way every single time yep. to every single person you talk to. Uh, pace, you got to be moving, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to have that sense of urgency because what we do on my side of the industry is lead generation, right? So it's more marketing based than sales, it's exposure. Mm-hmm. So if you talk to enough people, you're going to find people that are all interested. Like that's it. Yep. Even if you're not good at sales and connecting and communication, you'll still find two, three people a day that are just interested or curious yeah, I've been about thinking what the about program. this exactly so it's a um, sign that you came by while i was just thinking about yeah this. exactly <laughs> and then the last one is attitude so it's really just controlling pitch pace and attitude you don't control mm-hmm. the weather you don't control homeowners attitudes you don't control traffic none of that stuff so um i always just go back to controllable actions yep. and it makes me just realize how silly i've been when i'm doubting myself or feeling frustrated or i'm not having the normal vibe that i have start mm-hmm. out the day hot and then it's like oh, you know what god damn it I'm just going, <laughs> here we go i, I suck i lost it uh-huh. but no, it's never about that. It's about process. Always. Yep. It's about process and mentality. Always. A hundred percent. So one of one of my favorite books is The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And uh, okay. he wrote a, a sales spinoff book. Um, and he was talking about because he, he was in Cutco. He did door to door. Yeah. Selling vector Cutco. marketing. Let's yeah. go. Uh, and he did that for years and he ended up being the top rep like in, in the nation. And he won all these awards and, and all this. He has an incredible life story uh, facing incredible hardship. What's his name? Hal Elrod. Uh, E-L-R-O-D. So he had um, he has had multiple like crises in, in his life where he got into a head on collision mm. um, with a drunk driver. He was in a coma. He had to learn how to walk again. He still has like like a semi permanent brain damage Jeez. where he, he has like uh, issues with memory. And then he fought cancer and he got through it. And the whole time it was just like, I need to be emotionally like uh, separate from my act. So have controllable actions, but, but separate your emotions. So you're just focusing on the actions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, it's one of those things that's incredibly easy to say and Very incredibly easy to difficult say. to do, yep. but his life is a testament and he's super successful and, and he's amazing. Um, he, he's the one that got me into gratitude, daily gratitude mm. in the morning. Um, and well, I'm yeah, sure when you have a story a, like his, it gives oh you a different perspective gosh. on life. You're like, wow, the things that I'm going through yeah. pale in comparison to, to what other people sure. are dealing with. So just maintaining that is like, it's crucial. And if it's you don't crazy. focus on it, you let life happen and mm. you let your day just kind of go wherever. And then you're at the whim of like yeah. that, that, that plastic bag that's just flying around. It's like, okay, it's like <laughs> you're Phoenix, just Phoenixes go. can only rise from ashes, right? Hey. That's nuts. Tom, so you got that stat? I, I got that stat. So what? who guessed what? I said Mickey Mantle at first, and then I thought it might have been Joe DiMaggio. What do you think, Adam? I don't know, honestly. So Joe DiMaggio, 56 games. That's crazy. You know who's number two? Willie Keeler. Never heard of him. But that's kind of that wow. cool, though. That's He's consistent. <laughs> number two. I've What's never, he at? 45 games. So 56. And then number number three, I have heard of Pete Rose. Pete Rose, uh, yeah, of 44. Yeah. That's wow. kind of, that's wild. I've they need never to put his ass in the two. Hall of Fame. <laughs> Is he not? No, because he bet, he on, got an bet on baseball. Yeah, so same thing with Barry Bonds. Really? They won't put him in, yeah. Oh, my God. They're trying to clean Barry up. Bonds, they're not going to put in either, which is wild. He's the yeah. best Why, hitter that will ever play the or game. did he bet as Yeah, well? no, because of, of the juice. Really? Yeah, yeah, and then this year they stopped testing. They MLB said they're going to stop testing for uh, As they should, but they, it, they should retroactively. Yeah, no, he's done. That was his last chance to get on the ballot. Uh, Actually, you know what? I don't know. I don't have an opinion on the retroactively stuff. Because <laughs> if it's a rule, then uh, even if it's a crappy rule. They just don't want him in. They don't want him in the Hall of Fame. It was probably their plan all along. But yeah, side yeah. tangent, yeah. I'm going to lose my Sorry attitude. One of the best hitter to ever step in the box. He's the best batter to step in the box. It's not d- even arguable. I do want to add one thing before we step back in. I heard this the other day, and this is kind of about maintaining your attitude. Um, your mind is one of the only things you really have control over, if, 
some people don't, unfortunately, but like your, your mindset and your brain, you have control over. That's your, that's your friend. Mm -hmm. So you're going to don't let anyone else control that. That's the one thing that's yours. Mm -hmm. Like control that. That's your, that's your, that's your best friend up there. Mm -hmm. Take care of it. Make sure it's treated right. And, and just work together. That's the only person thing you got. Well, so there's a quote like that, that sums up what you're trying to say. Go for it. And it's, uh, your mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. There you go. Hmm. It's like if you have it serving you, then it's the most amazing thing in the world. But if it's controlling you, you got ungats. Mm. You don't got nada. You don't got nada. Go, dude. Nada. Um, <laughs> I think the, the um, I recently got into a stoicism, so Marcus Aurelius uh, meditations. And um, I think the, the central idea around uh, stoicism is very what, much what you're talking about, Dom. And it's life is 10% what happens to you, 90% how you react yep. to it. And it's always like we have the choice whether to take things personally, to get upset, to to get angry, whatever. And when you give people the ability to push those buttons, you you give away control. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, only only I can. It's like, no, mm-hmm. these are mine. These are mine to determine. It's always my decision how I determine. If someone's ugly to you, if someone's nasty to you, if whatever, it's like, yeah, I could I could react negatively to that um or i could just own it right Mm -hmm. or or determine how i react to it so once again very easy to say very difficult to to apply yeah i think that's i think that's the importance of but it's a practice having your is like my life is my life's fulfilled Mm -hmm. so if somebody says something crazy i don't really care like totally i'm so centered in my life that i don't care but that it's great it took me so long to get to that dude oh yeah so long. When I started in this business, I was 19 years old. I had no <laughs> idea what life even was. Um, and it's like homeowners would say crazy shit to me. Oh, we, we don't got to bleep that. Yeah, Stuff out. Uh, beep, beep, beep. It was like, it's like what I had the emotional, emotional intelligence of a three-year-old. It's like, no, now I know exactly what I'm trying to get out of this. So you yep. could tell me whatever you want. And I'm mm-hmm. at peace with where I'm at and what I want to get out of this, which is a perfect segue mm-hmm. into uh, discipline number seven, which is like knowing what you want, knowing your why. Mm. And what I tell to my team all the time is like, um, you know, you guys talk to 40 to 50 people a day. You're going to run into people that are just out of their mind mm-hmm. that will yell at you, will <laughs> chase you off their front lawn. Like it's going to happen. So number one, proper expectations on challenges and adversity, super no important. It's going to happen. It's super important, mm-hmm. right? So about 10% of the people that we talk to on a daily basis are super cool chill. Mm-hmm. So that's what four or five people that's are going to be all day long. Yeah. Four or five people, <laughs> four or five people are going to be super cool just to connect with 40% of people are going to be very neutral. 40% of people are going to be absolutely unsellable, like skeptic. Doesn't matter how good you are. Sure. You'll never sign them up. And then 10% of people are going to be jerks. And that's mm-hmm. just, that's the expectation. So if you have it, you can just number one, pinpoint it. It's like, okay, you're number one out of you're, the four a-holes that I'm going to find today. Yep. Yeah. And, and then you're just like, okay, only three more to go. Um, yep. Every, but, every no leads you to a yes. Yeah, so you just, yep. you have to suffer those no's yeah. right? and it's much easier to do it when you have a big why, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I always tell my people your goals and the obstacles that you're going to go through, it's on a Libra scale. So if the obstacles are heavier than what your goal is, then you're going to tip. Then you're going to tip. You're going to get, you're going to get derailed. You're going to lose your attitude. You're going to lose mm-hmm. that focus. So you've got to dig deep and you've got to figure out why you want to do this because 95% of Americans wouldn't even sign up to do what we do. <laughs> they wouldn't be like, no, you're crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm not comfortable in my cubicle. It's like, okay, you be comfortable. I'm going to go change my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, 
I don't really care about anything that other people would look at as like an obstacle because mm. it's number one, I've probably already dealt with it. But number two, I know exactly what I want and I don't want to work until I'm 67 years old. Yep. I don't, I, I'm trying to be done by 50. Um, so I know that I'm going to have to deal with more uncomfortable situations. Now I'm going to have to push myself harder now than most people would. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, give me more problems to solve. Please. The obstacle is the way <laughs> that's it. So, um, if I have more problems, that just means I'm progressing in the right direction. And if I'm failing at stuff, that's cool because that means I'm trying new things mm -hmm. and I'm expanding my skill set. I'm expanding my knowledge base. So I look for uncomfortability. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's the only way that you can grow. So for me is like, I know exactly what I want. I have a very clear vision. Um, but before it revolved around materialistic things, mm -hmm. I wanted a, a Louis Vuitton belt. I wanted a Burberry wallet. Oh. I wanted Movado watches. Oh. Got kids now, dog. <laughs> it's like, nah, they just, they just need some happy meals. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I got to provide for them. Um, let me get that Capri Sun. Yeah. And as much as I want them to pave their own way, um, when they're older, you know, I don't want to give handouts, but it's like, they might need resources to get started doing what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I want them to be in a good position to be able to take advantage of uh, stuff that we could do for them. So yeah, that's wonderful. Um, yeah. So my goal is to be done at 50. Let's go. 50 years old. dude. That's easy. How many got years it, we dude. got left? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Plenty of time. I've got Plenty what's of today's time. date? The 13th. I've got 20 years. Mavado. I've got, I don't have one. I got two. Cause I have two. Right here. Oh, hey. um, they're not even expensive. There's like 800 bucks. I got a time. Um, and I haven't worn them in ever. It doesn't make a difference in my life. <laughs> um, I have a smartphone. It tells me the time. Um, I have 20 years, one month and six days. Ooh, easy. I turned 30 August 19th. You got it, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. You feel old yet? I've felt old for 10 years already, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> One year in, in this industry is a career. So I've, I've had 44, I've had 50 careers to, you know, That's this point. Hilarious. Oh my God. Um, I but, thought you were going to be like, no, man, I feel great. <laughs> I, I do feel great, except for my knees, my shoulders, and my back. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, everything's cracking. I, I feel like I'm a walking piece of bubble wrap. Oh, but wow. mentally, I feel amazing, dude. Um, I feel great all the time. 99.9% .9 of the time. Um, so I think having an understanding of what you truly want, and mm -hmm. that's a skill set in itself, dude, yep. figuring out what you want your life to look like. Spending a lot of time by yourself with <laughs> a notepad and a pencil. Yep. And, yeah, and you write and it down. You write it down. You think like, about it. Like, nah, nope, that's crap. That's not the one. Shh, nope. Write it let down. Let me think about that for yeah. a week. Nope. Yep. Let me think about that for it's a month. It's one of the hardest nope. parts. Dude, it, it is really the is. hardest part. Yeah, I would say I would agree. Yes. It is the hardest part. And most then, people start doing what we do because they're bored or they want to change. Yep. And then yep. for, for most, it's just going to be a source of income for them until they find the next thing. But for the few, and that's, okay and that's too. No, it's and totally they're gonna, fine. And what they're going to learn is going <laughs> to make the them so much more successful in their next venture. They so go in their, their whole life. Tell people all the time, I don't care if you are open with me and tell me that you want to do this for six months and take everything that we teach you and go on and do something else. Please do that. Mm -hmm. Please go be more successful in whatever it is that you do. Mm -hmm. um, or if you want to retire here, like, mm -hmm. okay, please let's do that too. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to make you a better version of yourself and hit whatever your goals you have for your life. It's awesome. Um, so that's part of my why. So good. That's part of my why is like, dude, money. Cool. Don't need it. Mm -hmm. Numb to it. Don't really mm -hmm. care about it anymore. Um, it doesn't get talked about enough how important purpose is. Yeah. How important your why is. Mm -hmm. um, so 
there's a, a Jim Rohn says, um, if you have a big enough why, you will suffer anyhow. For sure. And and that's these are the things that we think of when. Wow, that's an amazing quote. Say that one more time. Um, I'm not going to remember what if I just you said. Have a big, <laughs> if you, if you, if if you your have a big, if your why is big enough, yeah, you'll suffer anyhow. Yep. Yeah. If you have dude, a big fire. enough why, you'll suffer anyhow. And I'm paraphrasing. You might have said it yeah, a little no, bit that, differently, but dude, that's that's the Keep it short and it. simple, dude. <laughs> so Joe Badia once said, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If you just attribute it to someone else, he's like, wow, that sounds oh, What is that? Wayne Gretzky, profound. Michael Scott? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I, I think the idea is that uh, when you're when you're in those dark moments, when you when you've gotten rejected and you have those curbside moments when you're just like, what the heck am I doing with my life? Time out. Hold that thought. Can we actually talk? about curbside moments for a second yeah like <laughs> curbside moments i don't think people understand for me i actually used to just sit on the curb mm-hmm. like, i used to just get so beat up i would just sit on the curb mm-hmm. like most people with curbside moments they're just thinking about like in their head mm-hmm. nah dog i would sit it's like wow. right there right there you're and just sweating yep. or freezing I'm sweating or, or freezing whatever. and just like dude this sucks what I need I to go. I need life? to go back to the warehouse for eleven bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's like geez. how the hell did I end up here? Like, mm-hmm. dude, there was some times where I was super defeated. Mm-hmm. Like, just go find a curb and yep. sit on it mm-hmm. and do nothing. <laughs> you want to hear? Uh, you want to hear one of my? Curb I want to go back to Joe's thought before he does it, <laughs> before he loses it, and then we'll go to All you. Right? That's yeah. No. That, that. I mean, that was pretty much it. Like, so when when you're when you're in those dark moments, you have to remember why you're mm-hmm. doing it because if once you lose sight of that and you're in a, in a dark moment you're just going to be defeated yep. like unbelievably defeated and 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 that i mean it's so important to just keep that focus yeah i think how i got out of that and then we'll go over to you dom um when i first started my goal was to open up a branch of the program that we were working on in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. So we used to walk around with a folder to keep customers information. Like we didn't have apps for mm-hmm. anything. So it was all manual. And inside my folder on the left side of the leather port I used to carry around was um, an outline of the state of North Carolina with a star right over Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And that way, anytime I wanted to give up and I would just open up my binder and be like, no, dude, this is the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to get, we've got to get here and I'm mm-hmm. not going to get there by sitting my ass on the curb. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can sit on the it's curb. It's bigger than me. It's way bigger than me. Yep. And you know, it was for me then it was like, Hey, you've got to get here for yourself. This is what you want. But now I've realized that that is not the right way to think about anything. It's like, no, what do my, what do my people want to do? Mm-hmm. And that's just what it's evolved to now. So my why now is, you know, my family and the team, it's like helping them change their life because mm-hmm. the past 11 years have been an amazing ride and it's done so much for my life. Let's it's like, go. I want, I want everybody to have the, you know, the, the, those feelings of achievement and, putting your nose to the grindstone and getting after it. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Dami. Oh man. Can I call so, you that? I mean, you guys I've never you, heard anyone call him Dami. Me neither. I don't know if I like it. It's I'm <laughs> Let's okay. Just skip if, over it's come, it. if it's coming from Joe, I'm okay with oh, it. Oh my god. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, uh, one of my past jobs was a bouncer mm. in the city in of, Philly. In the city of Philadelphia. City of wow. brotherly love. Mm. Uh, as I don't know as, how much brotherly yeah, loves over there right now. Much. Do we have a picture of you bouncing? Uh, I could, I could, I could show you. We're guys. starting off the next po- next podcast. With that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this kind of ties into what we were talking about: controlling your mind, also controlling your emotions. It taught me very. It, it gave me lessons on um, controlling your emotions because people are going to test you all the time, and you, for sure. you can't just hit people. 
It's about de-escalating. <laughs> like, you, you can't, can't just, just hit people. I'm pretty hit, sure that's like... If it makes sense, write it down. If you're a bouncer, you, you pretty much have <laughs> no, the license. No, dude, because you're, the company you work for ain't going to cover you in court when you kill a guy. <laughs> so you don't. You Are don't you hit saying people. you're going to kill a guy? You, de- you de-escalate. You learn today. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was I was having a good time. I was a young kid making decent money, twenty bucks an hour. Whoa, pretty good. How old? Uh, I was. This was nineteen to wow. like twenty twenty three. Okay. So, um, there was I, I I was having a good time meeting people, doing what young guys do, and sure, we get having it. a good time. Mm-hmm. Move along. Uh, and then slowly but surely, I was like, this is not worth. My like risk in my life is not worth this. So I would have mm-hmm. those curbside moments, and then it took one final curbside moment with um, it was an altercation where a guy took a cue stick from because there was a pool table in one of these clubs I was working at, mm-hmm. snapped it in half, and used one of the things to come at me. Mm. And I was like, I'm getting paid twenty dollars an hour <laughs> to stand in front of a guy who wants to stab me. With, with a pool stick. With a spear. Yeah. <laughs> done. What movie is that from? Make you a done, kebab. dude. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my money. Wow. My boss probably doesn't even care if I quit. And that's a big thing, too. Like, you're, you're, if your boss doesn't even care about your time, care about you enough, like, mm. get out of there. Do something that you want to do. Like, don't get stabbed with a cue stick. For sure. Yeah. I think a, if I was that's working. That's a life goal. Yeah. If I think I was working a regular job, I would z- deal with zero things like that. Like I would just quit right there. Mm. Like I would have probably quit before that, yeah. uh, you know, as mm. a bouncer. So if I'm just making 20 bucks an hour, I really don't have a path mm. yep. for what I do now. If like you reset all the achievements that I've had, like promotion wise and like career advancement wise, but put me back into the field with the same mentality and like clarity that I have now, I don't think that there's one single thing that could get me to quit. Mm. I don't. I really, really don't because if I did anything else besides what we do, I don't know what my life would look like. And that's pretty scary because mm. I see what regular nine to fives get. I see even like friends that I would look at and say that they're successful in their life. Mm. RNs, doctors, like, dude, I don't want that life either. Sure. Um, so it's like, I don't know if there's any single thing that could derail me, even if you erased all of that stuff, put me in the field as a rep day one right now, zero crew with the mentality that I have that you're taking me away. Yeah. I, I really don't think that there's any single thing that could happen. That's awesome. I've got some crazy stories. <laughs> I'm not going to get into them today, uh, but I've got some crazy stories. Uh-oh, you got to give us one. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Stratford, New Jersey, (laughs) circa 2013. Um, It was September, October. I remember it was the fall because we used to wear dress clothes knocking on doors. And I had um, a button up like dress shirt on and a sweater vest over top of it. So, uh, yeah, picture that baby. Preppy. Uh, Yeah, preppy dress shoes, Cole Hans, um, and then regular dress pants. Is there a picture of that? If I went through, if I found my old Android, you you would see what I'm about to tell you happened. Okay. Um, so I knock on this door in Stratford, New Jersey, uh, right around the corner from where I currently live now. And it's just a glass screen door. And there's a lady at the top of the steps holding a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knock on the door. She comes outside and we're talking. I'm pitching her windows, siding, roofing. I don't remember which one it was specifically. Mm-hmm. And then I see um, a black lab walk towards the top of the steps. I'm like, oh, dude. This is cool. Like, I love dogs. I love labs. Grew up with labs my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Nah, dog. Nah. That, nah, that dog nah, was Cujo. Dog. <laughs> Cujo, bro. So 
he runs straight down the stairs and I'm not, I'm not worrying about it yet. Cause I've never met a lab ever. That was aggressive. Yeah. Not once. Yeah. Um, he pushes the door open. And at this point in time, I'm on the phone with the call center that we had to call the leads into. Oh my God. So I'm like, Hey, this is Adam. I'm uh, about to get killed by a is, dog. This is Adam Campbell. <laughs> I still remember my rep ID number. I was like, Hey, rep ID is four, four, three, eight, one Oh three. I'm out in the field, uh, with signature. That was the company we were working with at the time. So shout out to signature. Hey, if anybody hey, knows hey, them, hey, that's hey. mainly reason I'm in the positions I am now. Cause the training I got from those guys, I dig. um, but as I'm handing the phone over, the dog mauls my right arm, <laughs> like latches on to my upper right arm and completely tears the sleeve off of my dress shirt. But I'm just I'm trying to keep it cool because she's on the phone confirming the appointment. I was like, yo, I need this demo. <laughs> I need this hundred and eighty bucks. Oh, it's fine. Bag, my dog bro. does this all the time. Yeah, yeah. And she's like holding the newborn baby. And then I get the I get the dog off me and she's like confirming her information while her dog is chewing on my arm Dude, like a milk that's normal that's she, normal to her does like she, her dog is she knows that's her dog like he's a he's a there's no dog. way that was normal that's normal there's to no her. way that's why it didn't i don't care her. what you tell me there's no way but was I, there like peanut butter on your on your sleeve <laughs> no dude i didn't have a sleeve anymore because it got ripped off from my elbow down my elbow's bleeding no and i get the phone back and the contact center girl i forget her name i think it so was are you okay? ashley she was like are you okay <laughs> did they what hear just you in the background oh yeah oh yeah she was like heard that whole thing what just happened i'm like ah it's no big deal their dog their dog uh their dog bit me it's okay i'm fine did we get the appointment oh, this, this happens all the time and you think she demoed nope no. canceled oh on me canceled God. on me so i didn't want to walk around the neighborhood with a leaking arm and no sleeve so i went around the corner when kmart was still a thing and i went right to the clearance section i bought a philadelphia phillies windbreaker long sleeve threw it on and Dude, continued my day that's, that's like wild and continued my day wow that's one of the most that's probably one of the crazier stories that's like just getting straight up punched in the stomach yeah. you're like oh man yeah. She canceled. <laughs> I wanted to go back there so bad. And be like, yo. And that was for 180 bucks, dude. For what I thought was going to be 180 bucks. Wow. I didn't make any money. She canceled the appointment. It was crazy. Oh, well. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's that, like a double. That's, that's like, like the a most double severe blow. story from the field. Though. It's like, <laughs> that's so rare. I've knocked on a million doors and it happened one time. You know? Yeah. It's like, I just wrong place, wrong time. Maybe the dog was just overprotective of the newborn. I get wow. it. I've um, been bit exactly once by a dog. Yeah. And the dog probably weighed as much as my iPhone. Like the yeah, dog, yeah. <laughs> the dog was even so little. It was yeah. like, it was ferociously trying to like bite my foot and it was like cute. It was like, oh, <laughs> I don't like little dogs. Sorry if there's any, any little dog anyways, owners out there. Anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> last one, number eight on the eight discipline oh, list. Oh, I forgot what we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Taking control. Ooh. Taking control of your life, right? So in an opportunity model like we work in, yes, there is structural, there's organizational structure. So you've got different positions that report to different positions that report mm -hmm. to different positions. What makes it what we do unique is that you could pass up the person right above you quick, super quick, right? So as much as you want to work for the person who has trained you and brought you in, like in our model, you come in brand new, you don't know anything, you get assigned to a team captain. Mm -hmm. That captain has a coordinator above them where yep. essentially the coordinator just coaches the captain on how to coach the, the new rep. And then the assistant manager will manage the coordinators and then the manager will manage the assistant managers, mm -hmm. right? Normal workflow. But what's very unique about us is we don't promote based on 
individual performance. It's based on your ability to care about other human beings, train them, show them the way, show them good habits, give them good disciplines. Mm -hmm. And then if you're just a, if you're a better teacher than the person above you, you could pass them up overnight. They don't lose their title, but it's, they've just got to realize that this is not corporate. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't play tenure. We don't play politics. Mm -hmm. It's these are the metrics. You hit them. You get your opportunity. It's pure performance. It's mm -hmm. not, oh, you know, you work at this company X, Y, and Z, and you perform yeah. and you get this promotion. Well, then you hit a glass lid, mm -hmm. a glass ceiling, and then you're done. You've mm -hmm. got to wait for somebody to fire, die, step down, get fired before you can get an opportunity. Yeah. Here, you literally have full control from day one. I mean, and that's the power how it we should do. be, right? Yeah. You just think about once again sports. Mm -hmm. if, if there's someone on the court that's better than Steph Curry, yeah. Who's getting the ball? Yep. That person. Yep. So it makes sense. Total sense. You know, you, you're going to put your best quarterback in if mm -hmm. you want the best chance of winning. <laughs> there you go. That's so, a, even a better analogy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah there, games on a, the line. There's another baseball the story <laughs> of uh, Raleigh Fingers where he was. Is that the guy with the mustache? Yeah. Let's yeah. Go. So there's a story about how he lost his job. Dude, I am not great with baseball history on this. I don't know we'll why. We'll just make it up. And but then if no, 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 no. Raleigh, Raleigh Fingers, <laughs> I believe I the story was he was partying the night before a game, came into the game hungover, told the coach he wanted to get benched. Mm. And who he winded up getting benched for, Raleigh Fingers never played another game because he lost his job. Wow. Well, he, yeah, it was crazy. I forget the exact person uh, that it was, but um, they went on and they had an amazing career after that. And if Raleigh Fingers showed up that day, his his whole story might have been a little bit different. So mm. it's really just comes down to you can't like, rest on your laurels. No, like, you can't. And the harsh reality is, show up. and the harsh reality is, no one's coming to save you. Mm -hmm. No one's coming to save you. No, no matter how good or bad your leader or person that's coaching you is, you've got to do it yourself. Like if I if it was a you blizzard outside, bed, you sleep in it. Yeah, if I if there was a blizzard outside, I'll give you the shovel and I'll give you the rock salt. Mm -hmm. You've still got to shovel the driveway, dog. You've still got to go out there and you got to do the work. Um, I can only give you the tools and the resources. That. Yeah, it sucks, shoveling. right? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but if I told you to shovel uh, a 14 foot by 14 foot area for eight hours a day, every single, like if we lived in Alaska and it snowed every day mm -hmm. and you had to shovel it eight hours a day, at the end of the day, I'd give you 200. And at the end of the year, I'd give you 250,000 bucks. Would you shovel it? With yeah. a smile on your face? For sure. Do you think people would ask you why you're doing it? You're crazy, whatever. It's like, yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> probably, but you know what you want to get out of it. Give you, me the money. Yeah. <laughs> this quarter mil. You could do a lot of the quarter mil, but I'll, I'll shovel that snow with a smile ear to ear, baby. It's like boiler room. You see the smile on my face? Ear it's, to ear. Sadly, I've still <laughs> never seen this movie. What? How is this okay. possible? We're ending the podcast. We're going down <laughs> into my office and we're going to watch it on my laptop. All right, done. I at least have to show you one scene that you'll appreciate. Um, so anybody in here have their Series 7? There's one guy at the, at the conference. He was like, yeah, I do. He goes, get out. You're fired. We train brokers. We don't hire them. I was oh, like, yeah, let's dang. go. That's us. I've seen we, that. i seen yes. that highlight. Never saw the movie, so but good. I saw that highlight. Oh, my God. That scene is so good. So good. So I'll have to show it to you when we get out of here before before the next meeting. So yeah, dude, that's the eight personal disciplines. One thing I do want to say is I pulled some data um, from some of the newer reps okay. last night, and there was a very interesting trend. So we've do got – there's two that are amazing stories. So we've okay. got uh, one kid in the company. I'm not going to say his last name, okay. but his first name is – Okay. And we can speak in pig Latin. I don't know how to, or else I would. <laughs> so uh, he's been with the company five total of five weeks. Uh, one of those weeks he was in training. So that doesn't count for performance. Um, week number one, 25 leads generated, eight 
uh, homeowners that qualified for the program. <laughs> week two, 31 leads generated, nine qualified homeowners. Week three, 26, home, 26 leads generated, 14 qualified homeowners. Unreal. Last, record. Last week, yeah, record on uh, on qualified week. appointments. Yep. Record for the company. Unbelievable. Um, I thought it was like a $4,700 paycheck before any bonuses on sales. Crazy. Last week, 23 leads generated eight qualified customers. Wow. So consistent. Consistent. The other guy, this is his, this is now his third week. So he's is got that two like weeks. a record breaking month. Has yeah. he even been uh, here a month? He's been here like five weeks, so a little oh over a month. But God. yeah, and he hasn't put a full month together yet. So we'll see what he does in July. Um, but June was absurd. And we've got a guy in here three weeks. This is his third week. So at the end of his uh, four-day training, so he worked one full day. He wrote nine leads. His first day. His first day. <laughs> and three of those went to a qualified homeowner. Oh my so God. last week, he wrote 29 leads and had seven qualified customers. What was very, very interesting is that they were all handed the same script as everybody else on the team. Now, there's some other performers that are doing amazing that are brand new. Mm -hmm. Those are just the top two out of the past like five, six weeks that I looked at. Do you know what the biggest difference was? What? They've completed the art of Let's go. training. Let's <laughs> 100% fulfillment. Uh, they've, really? completed, they've completed the course. Uh, the other people, they, some of them have majority of it. Wow. Some of them haven't even logged in yet, wow. which is fine. It's like, that's, that's what it's I'm saying. Choose your adventure. Here's your shovel and here's the rock salt. Choose Do what you want with adventure. it. Yep. Do wow. what you want with it. Um, but those two guys, they're lights out. They're killing it. They're lighting the world well, on they're fire. They're a testament to, to ripping through the training. For sure. Wow. So shout out to Dom. Let's shout go. Out. Shout out to Dom. Not Let's just go. that, but I'd like to also say something. So if they're watching the Art of Knocking training, that's, that's awesome. You're taking advantage of that. And that's one piece. Now they have a guy like Adam. Nah. Yeah, come let's let me just be real for a second. Cause it's not just it's not just the online training. That's that's a help and a piece of the puzzle. Then you got a guy on your back saying, here's the rock, here's the salt, here's the shovel. Mm -hmm. Now that's wonderful. There's only one Adam though. But the cool thing about art of knocking training is we're training people to be like Adam. Mm -hmm. So every company that uses this will have Adam. Yeah. Someone like Adam pushing these people to go through the training cycle, to bring people up, to bring leaders up. Heck yeah. There's a bunch of shovels, a bunch of rock salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go, dude. We're let's prepared go. for a blizzard. <laughs> let's, go. let's go. We're taking the world by storm, Can't baby. Can't wait. So yeah, um, that's cool. Art of Knocking's dope. Wow. I love it. Um, and that's just phase one, dude. There's one. three, four more phases coming oh. um, yep. relatively soon. And it's... <laughs> We're going to change the industry, so it's going to be fun to watch. Thank you, everybody in the room, for doing what Heck we do. Yeah. Uh, thank you to the team downstairs. Yep. Um, thank you to everybody in my life. Yep. Let's go. Let's go. See y'all next week for another episode. Have a wonderful it. week. Let's Peace go. Peace out. Thanks. Boom.